Hello, welcome to the podcast that doesn't actually have a name yet. <laughs> um, my name's Aaron. My name's Inom. And today we're going to talk about Game of Thrones. Yeah. Right. Season eight, episode three, that, the long night. Yep, that unpopular thing that <laughs> no one's talking about at the moment. Um, so just a little bit of backstory. Me and Inom currently have a Instagram account. A fan account yeah. of Game of Thrones where we talk about our opinions. <coughs> Throne Central yeah. is the name. At Throne Central, just if you want to follow. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's let's not waste time. Let's get into it. Yeah, I would say before we start, um, I I just like to let you guys know that this this is our own opinions that you're about to hear. So mm. don't give us death threats, please. It's all love in the Thrones community. Yeah. If you have your own opinions and you disagree with us, just. Uh, give us a shout at Throne Central and um, we'll get back to you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so okay. pretty simply, what did you think of the episode? As an episode, as a battle, a Game of Thrones episode, what did you think? What was your opinion on it? Um, it was good. It was it was really good, actually. Um, mm. Like, my, my... My main thing was, it was, like, my main positive was that it was visually is really beautiful yeah no i agree definitely yeah it was, there was a lot of um the, the, a, a lot of their cgi budget went on that although sorry to cut in a lot of people were complaining about the lighting mm. did you get that yeah i had that because i struggled with some of it seeing what was going on with some of the light <laughs> yeah, yeah. but but yeah that's I just to, i had to put my tv in um in uh game mode no dynamic dynamic oh, really? settings really? so i could yeah. see things a little bit better but uh yeah yeah visually it was, it was beautiful um mm. f- of what i could see there was a lot of um not symbolism well a little bit like uh just some of the imagery like when the dothraki ride off mm. and then one by one their lights are going out yeah it's kind of like in a way it's like humanity it's like oh the lights uh-huh. the life of humanity is like slowly fading because yeah. one by one you see their torches go out as they ride off yeah, to the yeah. to the dead but yeah mm. no yeah it definitely was a beautiful episode yeah that that moment before that when um, melisandre lit up the torches uh, yeah the, the um the sickles. the sickles yeah and you saw that that was a nice cinematic moment as well definitely definitely um yeah what would, what would your main um positive be Positive, uh, as an actual battle, I thought it was good. Mm. So I thought the choreography of it was good. Yeah. Um, there was definitely a lot of fan service. Mm. So if you're a long-time fan of the show, certain stuff would would please you. There was a lot of one-liners yeah. in there from previous seasons, like the one where Melisandre says, um, what do we say to the God of Death? Yeah. Not today. Stuff like that. It was a lot of callbacks. Mm. A lot of this season already has been like that, where... They're calling back to older stuff, and yeah. some people like it, some people don't. Some people think it's a bit shoehorned in. Oh, some people don't like it, but yeah, it's just kind of like they think like it's just kind of forced. I kind of felt it as well. Some of it feels a bit forced. Yeah, like I, f- I feel you actually. Yeah, some of it's just kind of yeah, it's just... like it's in there to be in there. Yeah. It's not like um, yeah. But as an overall battle, I thought it was good. It mm. was just without touching on the next topic too much. I felt the plot. Yeah, the plot of the battle, not even just of the battle of the season, I feel like is suffering, and it's yeah. getting more and more obvious, especially with this episode. Mm. So, what, what what do you mean, like in terms of like 
character development or like well-written story or well here's the thing um it's not entirely character development we've mm. from seasons one to i guess you could include seven yeah there's been a lot of character development we have a lot of it we i think the main thing that's suffering mm. and a lot i've seen a lot of this online as well is that people are not liking how the dead already gone like, yeah they've done it like that's it now well yeah. we, we're assuming that's it but well, yeah we're assuming it's mostly it so yeah for me it wasn't satisfying mm. how they ended it because you have to bear in mind the very first thing you see on this show yeah is the white walkers yeah the dead yeah, yeah, the very is. first scene is beyond From the wall the very first moment of yeah. the whole series that set it off you see that you yeah. see that then you see is it is it bran is it Bran you see after that? Is, when he's shooting. Is it Bran or when they're in Winterfell? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. So like, it's right. it's, it's very poetic because the yeah. first thing you see is the night. Well, not the Night King. You see the dead, then you see Bran, yeah. and like they're so inter intertwined now. There's such a strong connection. Yeah. It's that that's cool, but um, yeah. What my yeah. overall opinion is just I feel like it was cut way too short. Mm -hmm. He didn't do enough in the actual episode, the Night King. That is. Yeah. Like absolutely, yeah. This is the first stronghold we see on screen that they tackle. Yeah, and they're done. <laughs> and they're done. <laughs> and they're, done. And they're, done. they're they, supposed to be this massive villain. They they're undead. They they the the my my whole thing with it was like sorry to inter no, no, interject on, you, but yeah. like I, I'm I'm agreeing. Like the the main thing was as you said, it's from the start. It's this massive build up. They're, they're like mm. the White Walkers and the Night King is the Thanos equivalent. Of, yeah. of, of, yeah. of Game of Thrones even more I would even say more, even more even so, more because uh, Thanos you don't see until is it the first Avengers you I, don't see yeah him. yeah right so where have, the very first scene whereas this is like the is whole the center point the villain this is it like, and the main point for me from season 7 was that Cersei and all the other secondary villains mm. Euron they realised that there's something bigger than them yeah. and so it was uh, for me. It was about them coming together, putting their differences aside, mm. and then coming together to fight this um, this bigger villain. Obviously, that changes because we see them split up. But yeah, yeah. It, it just feels like the, I know what you mean. Like the payoff was kind of cheap. It was always it wasn't as um, satisfying as it could have been. Yeah, like he was built up to be this massive scary villain and then um, yeah the ice dragon was cool yeah, yeah he brought down the, the wall but when he actually came to 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 when it, when it came to um actually came being to there it, yeah, there yeah. wasn't there was no payoff in that sense this is the thing um that's i was saying this to my other friend the other day mm. the dragon they bring the back dragon. the dragon yeah. yeah is it is it viserion they bring yeah. back he comes back. He he destroys the wall. Is it one one breath? One yeah. breath. Yeah. Comes to Winterfell. Mm. Done. Same with the giant. They they is it Mance? Who is it beyond the? Is someone beyond the wall? I think it's Mance Raider, mm. who in the earlier seasons claims how they have tons of giants. Yeah. We see them with a polar bear in season seven. Yeah. The white there's, there's one bear, yeah. giant that we see, and that's it. The rest yeah. are just whites. We see the dragon. Um, that's it. But like. And the thing I... This goes back to the overarching thing about the show. Mm. And for me, season seven was incredibly weak for plot. Yeah. And I'm seeing it here again with season eight. Mm. And this is where a lot of people I'm, I'm seeing agree with, with this. Yeah. I assume you feel the same? Or like, what, what do you feel? No, do you feel 
what do you think since season seven for me since they shortened the episodes yeah the show the the plot the development it's all suffered yeah hasn't absolutely as, hasn't been as in-depth mm. as game of thrones is known to be yeah for me 100 so. percent. i think every everything up to season four is really real uh, well written and it's mm. really character driven and obviously the main reason they cut the episode numbers for these last two seasons was because of budget yeah, yeah. and that they were going to spend on CGI so a lot of people are saying and we're in agreement like it's become more Hollywood it's become more CGI and fan pleasing crowd pleasing and that comes back to the, the bunch of one liners we hear in this right, episode right yeah yeah calling back to older seasons it's mm. like it's, it's almost like they're self aware right like oh we are Game of Thrones it's like it's it feels weird yeah. because mm. as you said and obviously there's that thing that they've uh, overtaken the books as well so yeah. that's kind of yeah. taken into yeah. consideration but yeah you're saying but um yeah as you said seasons mm. one to four um the subtle stuff game of thrones is so subtle with yeah. like it's writing where something will happen and it will always mean something there'll be symbolism here and mm. there like just everything about the show even when they find the direwolves in the first episode is it the first episode or one of the first yeah, episodes the when first. they find the direwolves mm. how everything like matches when they see the dead stag yeah and then it comes back to uh, Robert Baratheon dying at the end of season one yeah it used to be so in depth and if you rewatch Game of Thrones you pick up stuff you pick yeah. up so much stuff absolutely because of the amount they leave in there mm. for you to like uncover and then now it's like I mean, they said it themselves that they cut the the budget, or not the budget, they cut the number of episodes for budget. Yeah. So they, they've clearly said, admitted, they're cutting storytelling and plot yeah. for battles. It's, it's sacrificing for, for these bigger battles. And yeah. Obviously, they're, yeah. They're, 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 they are exciting, don't get me wrong, but it, I, I prefer story. I think that's why it, it gained and it like garnered so much of a fan base yeah, initially yeah. because of its good storyline. Do you think... If Game of Thrones started in the same manner season seven was, mm. it would have gained such a following. As in, it's it's more of an action show. Yeah. And like the plot doesn't really line up with what they set up. It, like all this traveling around, it doesn't make sense the speed anymore. Traveling, yeah, it the does fast not traveling. Make sense. Are, are we in Skyrim or they, what's happening? Literally, <laughs> it's like. Yeah, um, because it's to serve the the the, the bigger battle. Yeah, it's like they the, just they're like forget everything forget all that stuff mm. like they're here they're here it doesn't yeah, matter they're here. it doesn't matter yeah but um yeah yeah I feel in terms of that they've become a bit a, a bit lazy I mean that might be harsh of, harsh of me to say I mean it yeah it just feels like they're sacrificing the stuff that mm. people initially fell in love with and this is the other issue mm. For me, it's the worst time to cut the plot, to cut like the number of episodes for action, because they cut it. Season seven is where we got less episodes. Season seven is where Daenerys arrives. Yeah. In in King, uh, not King's Landing, in Westeros. Mm. We built up for six seasons. Danny getting to Westeros. Yeah. The army, of the dead, getting beyond the wall, and this is the this is the period where we have no, we have less. Um, character interaction and more right. action Daenerys doesn't feel like she's a character in Westeros to me no she she's doesn't. just there she's, just she's there. there and she does and like she's still kind of cool and stuff I still like Danny, but 
she doesn't feel like she belongs there right. because number one she hasn't been there long enough mm. and number two for me her interactions feel kind of bland john she wins over so easily Absolutely. in my opinion yeah uh the one the one that is cool is her and sansa yeah, that exactly. That's a nice little plot line yeah. because it's political they and it's, it. and there's, there's there's no like CGI involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's they they're sparring with with words and like right their emotions. Mm, yeah, um, definitely, definitely, hundred percent agree with that. Um, after this episode, mm. how do you think this is gonna affect the rest of the season? Mm. Because. Have you seen the preview for the next episode? I've seen... I haven't seen it. I haven't right, seen it. Right, right. Okay, so... Basically, it looks like... Now it's just Euron and Cersei. That's mm. pretty much everyone else. Um, and this is another thing I've seen brought up a lot mm. online. That is um, the order that they've gone with. Yeah. So, it seems they've picked... Get the battle between the living and the dead out of the way. Mm. And then do Cersei versus Danny and John right. and everyone which subverted everyone or most people's expectations because mm, yeah I, th- I mean I remember us making the prediction that it was going to be the other way around and yeah which obviously yeah. made sense you know get the humans out of the way and then have the remaining good people fight the yeah. living dead at the end but um yeah because I think it would have been interesting now obviously I don't know maybe like we're asking for too much again like mm. this is only our opinion as fans yeah like I feel like it would have been cool maybe it would it might have even been better if season 7 mm. was Cersei versus Danny. Mm. once that's settled the White Walkers break the wall cause yeah. then there's a dilemma at the end of season 7 at the end of season 7 so they could still keep it the same they bring back Viserion whatever they, yeah. they do that battle beyond the wall mm. but um, if they do that I feel like it'll be, it would be interesting because if they settle the, fr- the throne mm. already you could even have it be a bit ambiguous like they settle the thing so Danny's the on the throne there. but then Jon finds about he's a Targaryen uh-huh. so you leave that for season 8 maybe after they beat the dead Yeah. so you do Cersei versus Danny in season 7 wrap that up mm-hmm. she Jon has the throne Yeah. whilst they're right. vulnerable because obviously they're going to lose their, some of their army versus Cersei mm-hmm. the dead break the wall and then season 8 uh huh six episodes you don't need as many episodes because they're only fighting the dead the dead don't talk you don't need as many episodes for interaction between the dead and the living because they're zombies Mm. you need you need that for Cersei versus Danny because Cersei she's she's a brilliant villain yeah and I feel like you need that for the interactions between them two Mm. but yeah that's how I would have done it obviously I'm not a writer I don't make Game of Thrones but (laughs) that's what I feel like would have been cool because then the focus isn't split they split the two Absolutely. biggest battles of the show into two six episodes, clear time frames, which is three episodes. Three yeah. episodes for this versus the White Walkers. Three episodes versus Cersei. Yeah, but yeah, that's what. What would you? No, I, I agree. I, I, that, I think that gives us as the audience a lot more to worry about as well, like a, like a an anxiety about our characters as well. Mm, yeah. In the in terms of like, you don't. Like, if if they were in the middle of their conflict and then the the um, White Walkers started invading, then you know the good protagonists th- then their lives feel threatened. 
Mm. And that's that's personally as an audience member, that's what I want. Yeah. From anything, whether it's end game, whether it's Game of Thrones, whether it's a horror film, I want to feel like the main people are in danger because more often than not, you know they're safe and you know yeah, they're gonna get yeah. out of it alive. They might get a scratch, but they're gonna beat them somehow. And that's the thing with Game of Thrones that mm. they did perfectly. Yeah, you don't know if they are gonna die if they're not because from the very first season, mm. I know when I first watched Game of Thrones, when they had Ned ready, yeah, at the execution. I didn't think they were going to kill him. You, I was like, there's going to be... Everyone, that's what yeah, shocked the yeah. world. That's what... It's things like that which which got people on board with Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's yeah. what... It's big moments like that that didn't need massive CGI or didn't need these awesome moments mm, that are... Exactly. ...made with graphics. You just needed that, you know, that absolute subversion of factor. people's... It's yeah, shock, shock factor. factor. Yeah, it's the shock factor. But with good writing. Yeah. And... The other thing with this episode, at first when I watched it, I was a bit shocked because mm. they do kill some people. They kill Lyanna, they kill Ed, they kill um, Fionn. Yeah, Fionn was a big one. Jorah. Jorah. But then you see the scenes with Sam, mm. with John, with Danny, um, even Aya. Yeah. Sam is like under a pile of whites. Yeah. John looks at him, keeps walking, and somehow he survives. Same right. with Brienne and Jamie, they're surrounded. Mm. The main, main characters never truly feel in danger. Absolutely. Because at first you're like, okay, I thought, I personally thought so many people were gonna die. Yeah. But then halfway through the episode I realized, nah, they're just getting out of Exactly. The and, and they give they give these brushes with with danger like Sam, but the, you know they're yeah. not real because yeah. they just get away scot free, and mm -hmm. it, it feels cheap. That's why going back to a lot of people's anger with the, the Night King's death, I wanted the Night King to touch Bran. Mm. Well, I wanted him to turn around and nearly kill Arya. Yeah, you know, I it just it felt it felt I, I keep saying it, but it felt cheap. Yeah, not the the scene with Arya. I love Arya as a character, but mm. she dives out of nowhere, and I saw a lot of people saying, "Oh, she's an assassin. She can get through. She she snuck in. She dived off the top rope like it yeah. was a wrestling." Match, I mean, yeah, and, like, I hit mean, him with an elbow, avoiding drop. all of the other White Walkers. Yeah, and yeah, like, somehow. And we're talking about the biggest villain <laughs> in TV. He's built up in as, TV in, history. Is the biggest I mean, villain, yeah, in TV history. This is the biggest battle in TV history. This is the biggest show in TV history. The biggest budget. Yeah. So he's the biggest villain by just by process of elimination. So and he died out of nowhere. Yeah, it was it was out epic. It was an epic scene. Yeah, but, but again, like I just it felt so premature. Mm. I, I feel like this could have worked if this battle was two episodes. Mm. Again, if you would have ended it as he like gets to Bran, pulls out his sword, and then John comes through or something, mm. and then the next episode starts with him and John sword fighting. Anything. I wanted to see him interact, In battle with someone. Yeah. He doesn't do anything. I mean, the most we get out of the Night King in this episode, in this, in his big moment, is is a is a smirk. Yeah, when he yeah. when he's not burnt, I mean, yeah. did anyone really expect him to die from the flames that early in the episode? Right, right. No, I mean, ev I mean, ever anyone could tell that he was gonna just be okay. Um, mm. But going back to your point about how you would have structured it, ideally, mm. I, I agree um, that 
certainly again as it, it makes you feel more threatened as opposed to and it's a bit more messy it doesn't feel uh, it it feels more organic that way um you know if all these conflicts are happening at once but i mean i was certainly banking for like a darker ending mm. because game of thrones had done that so yeah, well in the yeah. past with the red wedding with so many other things with ned's death with and the starks being split up forever that can still happen we have three episodes but in the context of the actual battle mm. they're fighting zombies they're fighting about <sighs> overpowered undead things and they like <laughs> i don't know i just i feel like they should have done more I just it just it was so underwhelming for me they mm. they should have done so much more because he's alive for thousands of years mm. or something and again he dies at the first stronghold that yeah. he gets to but so say so say we are just being a bit harsh and bashing D&D and, um, yeah. and not giving them enough credit for the brilliant stuff that they've done for the show so far maybe they do have a great ending for us maybe they do have a greater payoff and a greater twist yeah. for us um i'll just mention that they did a, an interview with i think it was jimmy fallon uh, the other day yeah and he asked them all the audience were asking dnd about dnd or the showrunners um they were asking them about the the endings and they asked will we see the the white walkers again and they gave quite a quite a, an odd way of saying no um, they, they, didn't, they didn't say no actually they said we won't answer that so mm. I mean just in terms of theorising that gives some people with the tinfoil hats uh, um, a bit of hope but mm. well here's the thing even if they because I don't doubt the show will have a shocking ending. There's still going to be some sort of twist. There has to be. Mm. Brand's storyline is still not finished. If they finish Brand's storyline like this, yeah, that's. I don't think they will. I don't think they can. They've yeah, set it up agreed. so much. There has to be something with Brand. Whether it's so he, important. Yeah, whether he forms into the Night King and mm. teleports away, some stuff like that. But the thing is now, because we know mm. how the Night King dies how his story ends it's just the impact of whatever his backstory is doesn't mean as much it's like yeah. this prequel show is going to be about the long night mm. and will people care knowing how he dies like, yeah don't get me wrong i'll still watch it i'm a game of thrones fan like anything 100%. anything from that that uh universe i want to see yeah and the long night is built up like it sounds pretty cool from yeah. what they say in the show but um it just takes some of that away when you know the ending of his story mm. in all honesty is rushed it feels a bit rushed it's hard it's hard to invest yourself in his backstory yeah and same thing if something with bran is a twist and he's somehow connected with the white walkers mm there's not that much of an as much of an impact right and be won't as be that invest as much as invested as you could be yeah yeah but last three episodes yeah we'll see we'll see where they take it i feel like we should do another one of these mm -hmm. 
when the show ends. Yeah, absolutely. So we can go more into depth. Yeah, looking back, knowing what we will know by the end of the season. Um, Just wrapping it up, quick fire predictions as to Mm. number one, where the next few episodes will take us and how Mm. it will end. Go. That's hard. <laughs> this is the one still. Yeah. <laughs> still with Game of Thrones, I can't predict mm. that well. And I, I know. Okay, on the throne it will be Danny. I feel like they'll go with Danny on the throne. Yeah. But then they might not. It's like ah, uh, it's hard. Okay, but just for the sake of it, okay, I'll say Danny. Danny mm. will go on the throne. Unless she goes insane like her father, and John has to kill her, and he gets the throne. Yeah. But Danny will get on the throne. Uh, I reckon Sansa mm. will take control of the North. Yeah, I feel like she will do that. And then John, honestly, with John, I'm not sure where he's going to go because last season and season before, he's the king in the North and mm. all this. But I don't know because of his, he is the king. But he does is. he want to be the king? He didn't even want to be king in the yeah, North. He said so. he said he doesn't. He doesn't want it. Yeah. But that's my prediction. Danny on the throne, Sansa on the north. Everything else, I'm cloudy on. Mm. What about you? Uh, Cersei, dead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Danny, Danny will sit on the throne, but I don't know how long mm. um, before conflicts with Sansa and um, and John arise. Because I, I hope that that's that storyline and that conflict between Danny and John now get a bigger payoff because you know setting up with John's lineage mm. um, because you know that that was quite a nice little moment where Danny was like had that mad look in her eyes and we saw from that scene alone that John doesn't really value his power he values his love for Danny more but Danny seems to be the opposite we know that she's sort of mm. been power hungry and that's been her goal I mean she says it in that scene in the crypt she says all her life the Iron Throne's been her goal so yeah yeah, yeah so maybe that would bubble up to a nice conflict and see something go on there um, Sansa maybe Sansa and Jon team up and it, it could be like a, a going rogue sort of thing uh, yeah, on maybe, one of their sides yeah. but uh, we'll I, we'll see we'll see so that's it for now mm. and if anyone remotely enjoyed us talking yeah (laughs) we might do more on other subjects anything we can talk about anything we're keeping it open yeah Um, hope hope you guys enjoyed yeah Yeah. thank you guys for listening for now I've been in on Aaron and that's it catch you later cheers guys (laughs)